Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. I'm Cindy Ellenby, your host and women's ministry mentor. I'm the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. The Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast is a podcast for women's ministry leaders and team members of all stages, from new to seasoned, serving in their local church community. If you're looking for hope and inspiration, you've come to the right place. In addition to discussing the nuts and bolts of women's ministry, I'll be asking seasoned women's ministry leaders to share their best tips and the lessons they've learned. Together, we'll learn to build a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. Welcome to episode 28. Today, we'll be talking about discipleship, mentoring, and Bible study groups. How are they the same, and how are they different? In episode 27, I shared several definitions of discipleship and encourage you to find out how your church defines discipleship. Today, as we discuss the similarities and differences between discipleship, mentoring, and Bible study groups, we need to establish some working definitions. I define discipleship as believers growing and changing through the study of God's word together with the goals of one, becoming more like Christ, and two, replicating the process with others. I see discipleship as the umbrella under which Bible study would fall. In this context, I define Bible study as a group of people meeting regularly, often weekly, to discuss God's word. Usually members are expected to read a section of scripture and answer homework questions in preparation for their discussion group time. Some Bible study groups include teaching, providing additional commentary, and others, they focus more on discussion. Bible study may additionally have a time of fellowship and sharing of prayer requests. While Bible study books might be used, the emphasis should be on reading and discussing God's word and not man's words. Mentoring may or may not fall under the discipleship umbrella, depending on the goal. I define mentoring as the relationship between two believers, which provides biblically sound guidance. The mentor is more spiritually mature and often older than the mentee. Some mentoring relationships are focused on spiritual growth and include Bible study. Other mentoring relationships are focused on living in a way that honors God. The focus could even be on learning practical skills like cooking. Mentoring often addresses seasonal needs, such as mothering young children and navigating the empty nest. The mentor and mentee might use a resource guide to guide their time together. Mentoring should include regular in-person meetings, whether that be weekly, monthly, or somewhere in between. And as a side note, small groups, some call them life, community, or D groups, are not always the same as Bible study groups, but there's usually some overlap. The focus on small groups is often more fellowship-driven, and they're often co-ed. What do these groups and programs have in common? Discipleship, mentoring, and Bible study groups all have the same focus, spiritual growth. If you do not see growth in your women, please take the time to examine why that's not happening. Unfortunately, not all groups and gatherings lead to growth. What are some of the differences? Discipleship always utilizes the Word of God to equip believers and replicate faithful followers of Christ. Mentoring and Bible study groups might have that same focus, but many do not. Discipleship and Bible study can happen one-on-one, but most often, in the context of women's ministry, they occur in small groups. 
Mentoring, however, is usually one-on-one or in very, very small groups of three or four. Discipleship groups and Bible study groups almost always have a definitive start and end time. Mentoring might, but mentoring relationships are often open-ended and they may stretch many years. Discipleship encourages replication. While we may hope that women who have been mentored and who have led Bible studies will lead new Bible study groups and mentor other women, that doesn't always happen. As leaders, we don't always set that expectation and we often don't provide sufficient training to equip new mentees or new Bible study leaders. That may be a topic your Bible study team or women's ministry team may want to discuss. I'll dig deeper into leading groups in a future podcast episode, but I also have some resources available now to help your leaders lead well. Are you leading a small group or Bible study? Do you sometimes struggle with collecting prayer requests? Would you like some of your quieter group members to share more? As a seasoned Bible study leader, I've picked up some great tips and tricks over the years, and I'm sharing them all with you in my Bible study facilitator training course. This course contains 18 short video lessons, worksheets, email scripts, Bible study group guidelines, and so much more. It's everything you need to succeed as a small group or Bible study leader this year. Visit bsftraining.com to register and get more information. The Bible is filled with examples of mentoring and discipling relationships. Ruth and Naomi, Mary and Elizabeth, Moses and Joshua, Eli and Samuel, just to name a few. It isn't a matter of whether we should disciple or mentor, but how we'll disciple or mentor the women God has placed in our church. Your church may already have a robust discipleship program in place, in which case your role may be to support and encourage participation. That includes you. Be sure you set an example. You may also be able to help identify potential group leaders. If your church does not have a program in place, God may be calling your team to fill that gap. Now, before you start ordering materials and recruiting leaders, please take the time to sit down with a staff person. There may be something already in the works that your team is unaware of. You also want to secure the support of your church staff. Some churches have a discipleship pastor that oversees discipleship and Bible study groups. That was the case in the first church in which I served as the women's ministry director. I sat down and I talked with that pastor to find out if our team could have input on the women's ministry, Bible study selections, and the leaders. Eventually, we became responsible for selecting studies and recruiting leaders, though we always kept him in the loop and we remained open to his guidance and feedback. Some discipleship and Bible study pastors aren't always aware of the latest women's Bible study materials. They might also not be aware of the Bible study authors that your team has identified as solid and those your team has concerns about. We can bring value and information to discussions about women's Bible studies. We just need to take care to do so respectfully. I want to encourage you to take the time to develop that working relationship. If you need help selecting materials, don't worry. That's the topic of our next podcast episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button or sign up for my email list so you don't miss it. If you already have a discipleship, Bible study, or mentoring program in place, how's it going? Do you see growth? Do you see replication? Sometimes it can be hard to tell from the outside what kind of impact our programs are making. 
you may wish to send out a survey to participants to understand their experience better. Here's a list of six questions you might want to ask discipleship or Bible study attendees. If you don't have a pen to jot them down, don't worry. I'll link to the transcript in the show notes. Number one, how would you describe your spiritual growth in the last six months? Number two, how would you describe your confidence level in studying God's Word? Number three, how would you describe your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit? Number four, how would you describe your obedience to the Word of God? Number five, describe any changes in your attitude towards studying your Bible. And number six, have other people noticed Christ at work in you? If so, how? We've recently started a new sermon series at our church. Our pastor is taking us verse by verse through 1 Thessalonians. The first chapter describes the faith of the Thessalonians. In verses 6 and 7, Paul says, You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the Lord in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, that you could become an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Archaea. Verse 8 goes on to say, Your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. That is my hope and prayer for the discipleship, Bible study, and mentoring participants in our women's ministries and in our churches. I pray women will become imitators of the Lord, that they will become examples to other believers, and that their faith in God will go out everywhere. Here's today's toolbox task. First, have a discussion with your team about discipleship, Bible studies, and mentoring. Second, determine what program or programs would best meet the needs of your women. Maybe they're already in place, maybe not. And three, create a plan to make any changes necessary. Vibrant, well-run discipleship, Bible study, and mentoring programs should produce Christ followers who obey the word, love others, and share the gospel. May we pray and plan for women whose faith is contagious. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox Community Facebook group. We'd love for you to join us. Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May he direct your steps as you seek to make him known. And may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve. Music